Well, on behalf of Bloomsbury Central Baptist Church, I welcome you to this service to celebrate the marriage of Andrea and Valley. Bloomsbury is a church where all are welcome because we believe that the love of God extends to all. Jesus Christ was himself a guest at a wedding in Cana of Galilee and through his spirit he is with us now to enrich our love and give us his joy and peace. So welcome, and I'm going to try this. Bine atz venit. Okay? <laughs> Will you please stand for the entry of the bride? One of the things that I have come to appreciate about Andrea as I've got to know her over the last few years has been her ability to take a very logical approach to decision making. <laughs> there have been times when we've been sat in trustee meetings here at the church together and the discussions have wandered around with various people making various points. And Andrea has sat there in silence, listening very carefully, before intervening decisively with a carefully worded question or statement that takes us straight to the heart of the issue. I don't yet know fully if Valley shares this logical ability. <laughs> I've only spent time with Valley socially rather than in meetings. But do you, do you think you have that, Valley? Um, maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the artistic side of the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was starting to wonder if it was a kind of inevitable function of people whose day job is coding computers. Maybe all software engineers have a certain logical, analytical ability. Or maybe that makes you into a software engineer. I'm not sure which way around it goes. Wherever it comes from, I like it very much because it appeals to my sense of pragmatism. I too love the elegant solution, the carefully thought through rationale, the simplicity of pure logic. And so I do find myself wondering about the decision-making process that led to Andrea and Valley deciding that it was time to get married. Perhaps they will tell us the true story of their falling in love later. And maybe it will turn out to be as romantic and mushy as any Disney romance. 
But as I thought about their relationship, my mind went to a, a very ancient poem, which we find in the Hebrew scriptures, a text called Ecclesiastes, which was written some two and a half thousand years ago by an unknown but very wise author who offers a logical analysis of the benefits of a human relationship. And I quite like the simplicity of his logic, and I hope it will appeal to you both as well. He says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. He goes on, for if they fall, one will lift up the other. And again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And although one might prevail against another, two will withstand one. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Well, as a rationale for marriage, it has a certain inevitable logic, doesn't it? I wonder if he said something like this to his girlfriend one day. So, my love, will you marry me? After all, two can live as cheaply as one, and we can be there for each other if we fall, and we can keep each other warm at night, and together we'll take on the world. Well, okay, I admit, it's not the most romantic proposal ever, but then the writer of Ecclesiastes is a logical pragmatist. Not for him some soppy love poem about faith, hope, and love, Rather, he makes a reasonable case for the relationship, which is that two are stronger than one. And I think his insight here is that humans are made for community. We are better together. We are stronger together. There is an almost evolutionary logic here to the advantages of living in relationship with others, and this isn't just the basis of marriage, it's the basis of human society. Of course, not everyone will find their personal fulfilment in the relationship that we now call marriage, and neither should we expect them to. In fact, the writer of Ecclesiastes never mentions marriage. So while for some of us, marriage will be the basic building block for our lives lived together in relationship, for others of us, it will be other forms of community. And I think that those of us who are married need to hear that it doesn't stop at the union of two. Marriages, you see, are a gift, not just to the couple, but to wider society as well. The strength of two together is not the end of the story. Did you notice the writer of Ecclesiastes didn't stop at two either? Having made his case that two are stronger than one, he immediately goes on to say that a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Two might be stronger than one, but three are stronger than two. No couple should ever think that they are complete in and of themselves. You complete me is a lie, I'm afraid. The truth is that we all need each other. Andrea needs Valley, and Valley needs Andrea. And they need us, and we need them. Marriages do not flourish in isolation because we are created for community. So today we've come to celebrate a new marriage as Andrea and Valley are joining themselves to each other. But the significant thing is that they are doing this 
in the presence of this congregation. They are entering into a marriage in the presence of witnesses and before family and friends. And we are all enriched by today. Their marriage is a blessing for all of us. So, Andrea and Valley, it is a privilege to share in this day with you. Thank you for sharing your marriage with us. And know that tomorrow and next week and next year, we will be there for you, just as you will be there for us. And together, we will all be stronger than we would ever be alone. So, let's do it. <laughs> so first I'm going to ask them the legal questions that we, we have to do for a marriage to be uh, legally binding in British law. So Andrea, you first. Are you, Andrea German, free lawfully to marry Valentine? Eugen Dobrota. I am. Valley. Are you, Valentine Eugen Dobrota, free lawfully to marry Andrea German? I am. So repeat after me, please, Andrea. I, Andrea German. I, Andrea German. Take you, Valentine Eugen Dobrota. Take you, Valentine Eugen Dobrota. To be my wedded husband. To be my wedded husband. I, Valentin Eugen Dobrota. I, Valentin Eugen Dobrota. Take you, Andrea German. Take you, Andrea German. To be my wedded wife. To be my wedded wife. Okay. That's the legal stuff done. Okay. Now they get to read their own promises that they have written to each other. Hmm? Is this on? It is on? Yep. Okay. <laughs> can you can you hear Andrea? Because I can't Okay. Yeah. We yeah, had yeah. some issues. Just <laughs> <Just> speak up. <laughs> you start. <laughs> um, I see these vows not as promises, but as privileges. I get to laugh with you and cry with you, care for you and share with you. I get to play with you and walk with you, build with you and live with you. You have been my best friend, playmate, confidant, and my greatest challenge. But most importantly, you are the love of my life, and you make me happier than I could ever imagine, and more love than I ever thought possible. I am truly blessed to be part of your life, which as of today becomes our life together. I will share the good times and bad times with you. Be a support and guide. I will seek to bring you stability and order in a chaotic world. I will be your partner and friend for life. I will try to bring laughter to your life and make you happy. I will consider you in the decisions I have to make and value your opinions. I promise to love and respect you and to put energy into keeping our love alive. I will be there for you in good times and bad. I will help you when you need help and make space for you to be yourself. I will dedicate myself to you wholeheartedly. I promise to encourage your compassion because that, is, that, because that is what makes you unique and wonderful. I will laugh with you in times of joy 
and comfort you in times of sorrow. I will share in your dreams and support you as you strive to achieve your goals. I will listen to you with compassion and understanding and speak to you with encouragement. I promise to work with you to foster and cherish a relationship of equality, knowing that together we will build a life far better than either of us could imagine alone. I will cuddle you all the time, all the time you want to be cuddled and more. <laughs> I will call you whenever I see a pigeon or dog or fox, fluffy cat, fluffy bunny. I will come and, <laughs> I will come and watch them with you, all the cute animals you find. I promise we will see the whole world together. I will walk slowly beside you so we can enjoy this whole wide world together. I vow to hug you when you're feeling down. I vow to tell you when I need a hug so you don't need to guess. <laughs> we are getting married so we can hop and hope together forever. Like the two fluffy bunnies we are. May you have many adventures and, and grow old and wise together. So, Andrea and Vali are now going to exchange rings. Best woman, this is your moment. <laughs> Thank you. Very well done. <laughs> yep, they're here. That's good. So, Andrea, you first. So, I give you Vali's ring. Do you want to place yep. it on his finger and hold his hand and then repeat after me, okay? Sure. I give you this ring as a sign of our marriage. I give you this ring as a sign of our marriage. With my body, I honor you. With my body, I honor you. All that I am, I give to you. All that I am, I give to you. And all that I have, I share with you. And all that I have, I share with you. I give you this ring as a sign of our marriage. I give you this ring as a sign of our marriage. With my body, I honor you. With my body, I honor you. All that I am, I give to you. All that I am, I give to you. And all that I have, I share with you. And all that I have, I share with you. Andrea and Vali, I now declare you to be married. The bride and groom may now kiss. Aww. So now I'm going to ask my colleague here at Bloomsbury, Dawn Cole Savage, to come and bring us our reading. reading is from The Little Prince. Go and look again at the roses. You will understand now that yours is unique in all the world. Then come back and say goodbye to me, and I will make you a present of a secret. The Little Prince went away to look again at the roses. You are not at all like my rose, he said. As yet you are nothing. No one has tamed you, and you have, not, and you have tamed no one. You were like my fox when I first knew him. He was only a fox like a hundred thousand other foxes. But I have made him my friend. And now he is unique in all the world. And the roses were very much embarrassed. You are beautiful, but you are empty, he went on. One could not die for you, to be sure. An ordinary passerby would think that my rose looked just like you. The rose that belongs to me. But in herself alone, she is more important than all the hundreds of other roses. But it is because it is she that I have wanted, watered. Because it is she that I have put under a glass globe. Because it is she that I have sheltered behind the screen. 
because it is for her that I have killed the caterpillars, except the two or three that we saved to become butterflies. Because it is she that I have listened to when she grumbled or boasted, or even sometimes when she said nothing, because she is my rose. And he went back to meet the fox. Goodbye, he said. Goodbye, said the fox. And now here is my secret, a very simple secret. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. What is essential is invisible to the eye, the little prince repeated, so that he'd be sure to remember. It is the time that you have wasted for your rose that makes your rose so important. It is the time that I have wasted for my rose, said the little prince, so that he would be sure to remember. Men have forgotten this truth, said the fox, but you must not forget. You become responsible forever for whatever you have tamed. You are responsible for your rose. I am responsible for my rose, the little prince repeated, so that he'd be sure to remember. The service is not quite at an end. We have an administrative task that we now need to do called the signing of the register. So we have had our registrar up there who has been uh, diligently writing things. So could I ask Andrea and Valley and the two witnesses to make their way up into the upper platform. And Andrea's brother is going to play the guitar for us whilst we're doing this. We'll be sort of 10 minutes or so. Thank you. 
So, could I invite you all to stand? Let's say standing. That is for you. Don't lose it. I'm going to close the service with a few words of an ancient blessing. Andrea and Valley, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. And may the blessing of Almighty God, creator, redeemer and sustainer, be with us all today and forevermore. Amen.